This is the home where we put the fun in funeral. And this isn't a memoir, so don't sue me. It's all about humor and absurdity. Sure, it's based on real events, but I'll lie like a carpet to make it funnier. I'm a warped ex-preacher, mortician, and menzen. This blog is my penance. It's out there whether you look or not. I've put it out there to give everyone a taste of a different sense of humor. My first coroner call. Did I mention that my boss Earl was a coroner for the county? One of the beauties of my job was I got to play coroner when he was out of town. That was not, there was not a lot of training for the position. Most things you learned by doing and no two coroner calls were the same. Earl had tons of experience and I had zero. Well, not exactly zero. I did go out on coroner calls when I could, but we were a small county and it wasn't like people were dropping dead every day. My first call was for a man that had drowned in the lake. <clears throat> the county investigator, Danny, called and told me he was picking me up. The rescue squad had found the man and had already taken him to the hospital. On the way, Danny told me all that he knew. The family was from Georgia, they were picnicking at the lake, and the man had been decidedly drunk. The fact that he could not swim had been held in check by the amount of alcohol he had consumed. Alcohol can be kind of mean that way. The man had wandered a good way from shore and the water was barely more than waist deep. However, the lake was created by the TVA back in the 60s and the man didn't know that he was walking down an old abandoned roadbed. When he veered to his right, he took his last step past the drop-off where the bottom was seven feet further down where he had been previously walking. Gravity being what it is, he proceeded to sink to the bottom. At the hospital, we proceeded to the ER to verify the validity of the gentleman's death. On walking in the room, I was pretty confident that he had passed on. I explained that I was playing coroner and asked Phil, a friend of mine on the rescue squad, if he was comfortable that the man was dead. Phil glanced at the body, turned back at me with a look of, Are you kidding? I then said I pronounced the man dead if I should ask if I should make a sign or something, since I'd never done this before. The ER doc said my signature on his papers would suffice. Danny then said we have to go to, uh, the <clears throat> to the room and talk with the family. As we headed down the hall, he asked if I wanted to take the lead on speaking with him. I'm sure my look conveyed that this was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. I told him that the less I had to say, the better. In the room, Danny made introductions and told the family that I was a coroner. I swear in front of God that all I said was, I'm sorry for your loss. When Danny was finished, he once again conveyed our condolences and we left the family to do their mourning. So my first coroner call was pretty uneventful, and Earl congratulated me on letting Danny take the lead and on me not screwing anything up. I was proud of myself. At least I was for about two weeks. Paul, an older gentleman who sold insurance for the home, came into the office one morning and wanted to know what the hell I was trying to do to that poor family from Georgia. He was busting a gut laughing and obviously having a good time. He also said that fishing was going to suffer because everyone was now afraid of the monster in the lake. He said that I had told the family an octopus had dragged the gentleman underwater and proceeded to suck all of the blood out of his body through his foot. Since this was indeed as ridiculous as it sounded, I told Paul he was out of his mind and I only looked that stupid. He proceeded to prove that I was in fact that stupid. He pulled out a copy of the local small town Georgia paper and it highlighted an article on the front page. The quote in the article was, The county coroner said that Mr. Grimes was pulled underwater by an octopus that proceeded to suck all of the blood out of Mr. Grimes' body through his foot. 
I looked around the office and told everyone, I swear, all I said was, I'm sorry for your loss. We did some checking with the funeral director at the other home and found that it was true. I had created quite a stir in that corner of Georgia. He tried to explain to the family that Mr. Grimes still had blood in his body, but they wanted nothing of it. It seemed to be a source of pride that he had passed away, not by alcohol, but by the monster from the lake.